I did a podcast on this topic, how to win souls when you don't want to win souls, quote unquote, want to win souls. Because, and the disclaimer is this, I understand, and I'm just gonna be real, I'm just gonna be real with everyone. Because I understand everyone, every Christian wants to win souls. Every Christian wants people to go to heaven. Every Christian wants to lead people, you know, see people come to the Lord, like all of those things. I know like that's like a, a want, but not every Christian wants to be the one to do it. And, and you know, no one's exempt from this because, you know, everyone at some point had to, if, you know, every soul winner, every evangelist, every preacher, every big, big time, small time, you know, whether you know their name or not, had a point in their life where they won, they led their first person to the Lord. Everyone had that first, that first time they ever did uh, soul winning or evangelism, whatever you, whatever you feel comfortable calling it, I guess, I guess, you know, I call it soul winning. But everyone, everyone has that point where they, they first do it. And whether people continue to do it, and you see people who are on fire, who are not ashamed, who are bold, who, you know, jump on uh, airplanes and buses and trains and restaurants and whatever, and they just preach and people get saved, you know, all of those things. Like, you see people, but, but you have to, like, understand you don't go zero to a hundred like that, just, you know, because you know what I mean? Like, I don't want to say you can go zero to a hundred. Let me see how I want to say this. You could, because I have seen some people and it wasn't necessarily the correct way, but I have seen people like be, come on fire for God. Like they they got saved and then went and won souls to Jesus. But like not everyone's, testimony in a sense is going to look the same. I was not like that. I won. I was actually, I had wanted to start winning souls for the longest time, better part of like eight months. I knew of soul winning. I'm a pastor's kid. I knew of that. And I had never won anyone to the Lord probably until I was, uh, I think 19, which is just a couple years ago. And I knew how to, I knew of it. I knew you know, I think I had like the soul winning gospel script memorized and still just never like I I taught, I went to the classes, I went to trainings, I, I sat in services, I, I like wanted to, but I didn't want, I didn't like, there was something still on me preventing me from being able to do that. And then I won my first person to the Lord and probably didn't win another person to the Lord for like a couple weeks. So my story wasn't like, instantaneous, like I just like one, one person to the Lord and then went and took over like a football stadium. And I was like Billy Graham, you know, like that was not my story. I had to take steps to build myself up. And then there have been plenty of times, cause I'm going to be real with y'all. Cause that's what this is all about. There've been plenty of times in my life where I kind of like eased up on the gas pedal of soul winning. Like I came from an amazing school. Uh, I was I was like all in, soul winning. I, um, you know, even in our uh, 
in that ministry there, like I think in school, I won my second year. I won, I was one of the top soul winners, like in my graduating class. And I won like a certificate for it because I was like heavy on it, winning souls, like I was for it. And then, you know, got into a different routine, moved away, kind of backed off, kind of said, you know, I wasn't like doing it every single day. And then I wasn't doing it like every single week. It's kind of like when I, you know, met someone who was like, you know, willing. And so it was just, it became like a here and there type of thing. It became like, and my husband, like we were in ministry. We were, um, well, just starting out in ministry. I think it was like right before we had launched MJV, which actually fun fact, again, we're three for three now. Take a sip of coffee for that one. Um, MJV Ministries actually turns two years old this Friday on May 28th. Is that? Yeah, this Friday. Uh, Two years of being in MJV Ministries, traveling, preaching, and doing ministry together. So excited to celebrate that. But anyway, um, so we, you know, I, I eased up on it. And then I realized when I eased up on soul winning, it became that much more harder to get back into it. So when I say, um, all of that to say this disclaimer, like when I say you don't want to soul win, it's like you're having to overcome either a fear, uh, your flesh, your mind, whatever it is to actually do it. So you could, you know, we do a lot of soul winning here. Uh, we do a lot of soul winning Um, We take groups out, we train people up, we, you know, hit the streets, we do all these things. And there was a point in my life where after I had, you know, seen, you know, I mean, I've been blessed to be able to lead a ton of people to the Lord, even groups of people. I think the largest group I've ever led to the Lord was 120 at one time, um, So the Lord, like he, you know, he put that boldness on me, but it's like, it's like a muscle. If you don't exercise it, then when you, you know, you get out of that swing of things, which is a perfect example, people who go to the gym, it's like part of their daily routine. You know, I used to be like that and I'm not, I'm not, (laughs) I'm glad this has helped. I'm, I'm glad this is helping someone, but I used to be like in the gym Every day, my husband, same, you know, he was like personal trainer. And I was like, that was it. Like, I, it was part of my day, whether morning or night. Like, I did not go to sleep until I went to the gym. You know, I was on the program. I was eating. I was actually going to do, fun fact, four for four. I was going to be, uh, I was going to compete. I wanted to do like a uh, competition. And I was going to be that person. and I was like, it was a habit, and it was like, I would take people sometimes to the gym with me, and they would be kind of like skeptical about some of the equipment. They're like, I don't know how to use this. I've never used this equipment before, Um, and I had to to train them. Like, no, this is easy. Like, you know, know, like when you go to the gym, and you don't really know what everything is, and you don't want to, you know, be embarrassed because you don't really know what everything is. So you just don't even, you don't even go, you just go to the elliptical because you don't even want to touch that stuff over there. There was a point in my life that was me. I didn't know what everything was. I didn't know how everything worked. And I had to have someone show me and train me. And 
So these people, you know, they go to the gym. It's just part of their life. It's just, it just be a habit. You know, they got over that fear of what they look like. They got over that fear of what someone thinks of them when they walk in. They got over that fear of, of doing something wrong or failing on a squat. You know, I've done, I've done that. I've squatted and, and dropped the bar plenty of times, like, you know, or you deadlift and drop the bar. And they got over that fear of everyone looking at them when, you know, the bar drops. And, and you know, like, it's the same thing with soul winning. You know, you might not, you might stutter over your words. You might be sweating. You might be, you know, knots in your stomach because you're, you're out of sight of your comfort zone, but you, you develop that muscle. You do that, you know, daily, um, weekly, every, you know, weekend, every other day. And it, you become, it becomes a second nature. It becomes something like you don't even want to go to bed until you've like talked to someone about the Lord or, you know, shared the gospel. And, and that's what it is. So when people, when people get, when you get into this funk of, I don't really like, that's uncomfortable for me. Or like, you know, it's not something to beat yourself up about or like feel condemned because the Lord's never going to condemn you. You know, the Lord will convict you of, you know, you should share the gospel with this person, or you should call this person or, or, you know, maybe you're at the checkout line and, and you want to lead someone, maybe you're at the drive through and you want to lead the person to the Lord. Like, like, and you don't, and you walk away from that. There's been times where I've walked away from people out of the sheer, like, I don't want to do it. Like, I, it's uncomfortable for me, or it's not a good time. Like, all this stuff, like, I make up in my head. And the Lord, like, convicted me. And so, you know, I immediately, I repent, and I say, like, Lord, please put someone else in their path. Like, if it's one of those things, like, I'm not getting a chance to talk to them again, like, Lord, please send someone, because I didn't do it. But I never let that like condemnation come on where like I feel like a failure that should quit the ministry because I didn't lead someone to the Lord. And, you know, the Lord really spoke this to me that, you know, it's not like the enemy will come and make you feel like you're the only one. He'll make you feel like you're the, there's something wrong with you because you're the only one that deals with this. So maybe you're not called to the ministry or maybe you're not called being evangelist because you're not passionate enough about, about what an evangelist does. And, you know, the Lord really showed me like, this is what you need to do to get out of that. So I, you know, whenever I find myself in that where I'm like easing up on the gas and I'm not going after souls as hard as I as I should be. I repent. I pray. I get I, you know, speak scripture. I want to tell you all the things that you can do that I do that have helped me anytime, any points in my life in the last five years where that's happened, where I've gone through times of kind of not doing it and then having to jump back into it. But I'm telling you, once you get into it, like my husband and I, we're at a point in our life, in our ministry, where it's like soul, like we've become, even in this last year, we've become so like, this is it. Like this is the final hour. Like we, <laughs> like we, we need to figure every which way to get people saved. And the Lord's really put that on us. But it took, it took the Lord it took the Lord pulling me out of that, um, that, that comfort zone that I got myself in, that comfort zone of, you know, like we were talking about last week about how you just, you get in your routine 
this is, you know, how your day goes. You go here, you go there, you don't speak to anybody. Um, and, you know, the Lord's really pulled us out of that. And I really feel like it's, I mean, it's, it's so much of a, I know I'm not the only one that, that deals with that. So I felt the Lord put this on me to do a podcast about, and he actually did in March and I recorded it. Like I said, in the beginning, I recorded it. I never posted it and I felt convicted. (laughs) So I said, you know what we're going to talk about today? (laughs) We're going to talk about winning souls. So one of the things, and this is in no particular order and really, um, no order at all, because these are a couple of the things I just jotted down. Um, one of the things have a reason when you get, when you find yourself getting in the comfort zone and you find yourself getting, uh, easing up, whether you're in ministry or you're not, you know, we are all called to, to win souls. We are all called to share the gospel. So maybe you have a hairdresser that you see every other week. Maybe it's, um, you know, a neighbor, maybe it's some, uh, relatives from across the country. Um, maybe, you know, you're a regular at Walmart. You know, I can tell you right now, this Wal- our, our local Walmart, we know the managers, <laughs> we know the employees. As soon as my husband walks in, the employee, like the security even will come up to him. Like we've been soul winning at Walmart so much that even the security walks up to them and they're like, Hey, uh, uh, hey, Mike, uh, sorry, I haven't been in church. You know, I want to, I'm going to come check out your church. Like, like they already, they know who we are before we even get fully through the door. They're just like, uh, Hey, Mike, uh, (laughs) Hey, can you pray for me? My, uh, my, my grandma, you know, like, (laughs) like we, we've, we've set up a, a reputation (laughs) at our local Walmart. Why? Because that's, you know, that's where people are. You know, we go to the mall we go, you know, to other places, but like Walmart's just like where the people are most receptive. It's the strangest thing. <laughs> the first person I ever, when I was 19 years old, first person I ever led to the Lord was at a Walmart in the shoe section at 10 p.m. There's an older man. He was buying some shoes. I said, this is an odd time to be buying some shoes on a Sunday night or whatever. And, and that, but I mean, there's just something about it. People are just, you know, we've, I mean, so many testimonies from the great store of Walmart. (laughs) I'll tell you, it's something, but so number one, (laughs) have a reason, have a reason to win souls, find deep within yourself, a reason, whether you have, you know, whether you have to get mad at the devil because that's what really like brings me right out of that, snaps me right out of that comfort zone is I like think of ways that the enemy's tried to attack me, to attack my family, to attack um, my marriage, to attack my siblings. And I immediately, boom, in the zone, like put me in front of anybody. Like the, the boldness, like of the, the mama bear. And I don't even, I'm not even a mama yet just comes out where I'm like, you know what? That's how we're going to play. That's what we're going to do. We're going to, I'm going to make him pay. You know, I'm going to find that reason, you know, find a reason whether, and it doesn't, it could be 
unsaved loved one. Maybe he's attacked one of your loved ones. Maybe he's um, led one of your loved ones astray. It could be sickness that he's tried to put on you or someone you love. It could be poverty, where whether he's tried to put you through it or someone you love. It could be different things. Like find something. Find that reason of why you're going to win souls, you know? And a lot of people, and they do that, like, I win souls because I love the Lord. Like, yes, I win souls because I love the Lord. But let me tell you something. My hatred for the enemy will get me just as fired up as my love for the Lord <laughs> to go out and, and make him pay, to make the devil pay. That's something that, that I, like, can stir up. Because I love the Lord, but I, I show my love for the Lord in different ways. I worship Him. I pray. I, I talk to Him. I commune with Him. You know, I do like those things, and that shows my love for the Lord. But one thing that shows my hatred for the enemy quicker than anything else is remembering what He's tried to do to me, to my family, to my loved ones. You know, even this year, I took a vow that I would make him pay for the things that he's tried to do this year in my personal life. And every time I feel, and I'll tell you what, like you can be, like I could be at Walmart, I could be at the, the mall, I can be at a coffee shop, I can be anywhere. I can be anywhere doing anything. And as soon as I feel that, go speak to this person. Before my mind could even talk me out of it, I'm already like on it. I've surrendered all. I've surrendered my comfort zone. I've surrendered my my flesh. I've like, you know, gotten to the, but it, I didn't get this way overnight. Because a lot of, you know, you see all these great men and women of God who are on fire for the Lord, winning souls, you know, doing all these great things. And you think like, well, I'm not, I'm not like that. So I'm just not going to do it. But it doesn't, it's a, it's a muscle. You constantly develop that. You know, I, I, I didn't just like go from like winning my first soul, like leading one person to the Lord to like mass crowds. I didn't do that. I never did that. It was a constant, like, you know, one person, one-on-one, one-on-one. Then I started talking to like group of two, group of three, group of four, a family, you know, like just all of these things. And, and, it, and it became like, oh, this is not so bad. This is easy. And when I teach people, when I teach people how to do this, when I, when I take people with me to go soul winning and lead people to the Lord, I don't even like, I let them watch and like see. And I'm like, you see how you just start up a conversation with someone and then you ask them, has anyone told you God loves you and has a plan for your life? And, and they see like, oh, okay. And there's like this whole like fear factor that like comes off because it's not, there's no pressure on you. The pressure's on the word because the the pressure for people to, to get saved is not on me. So if I go up to someone, I've gone up to atheists. I've gone up to people who've like started manifesting and like screamed in my face. Like I've, but that, that pressure to get them saved is not on me. The pressure to give them the opportunity is on me. The pressure to give them the chance to, to decide is on me. Because if I don't, then who will? You know, how, how are they? They're just, you know, 
going to sit at home and think like, you know what, I feel like I'm going to get saved today and lead themselves to the Lord. <laughs> you know, like, like the pressure to give them the chance to is on me, not for them to say yes to, you know, or to get saved right then and there. You know, some people say, thank you so much. I've had people look at me like I was psycho and had three heads. Like, you know, it, it's, there's no pressure on you for them to get saved. The only pressure is for you to give them the opportunity. And it's not even a pressure. I don't even like to say that. It's like the, the goal, you know, like that's what, that's what it is. You share with them and they get saved. Amen. Another point is feed your spirit, not your flesh. So, so many people will be in church in the spirit, in the flow, and like decide, I'm going to win souls. I want to lead people to the Lord. I want to win, you know, thousands. Lord, I want to see millions saved, you know, all of these things. And then they get out of that atmosphere and, you know, go back home, put on a movie, eat some Doritos and say, mm, yeah, you know, maybe, maybe, maybe that wasn't me. Maybe that was, you know, but that's because you're in this like soul winning is spiritual. It's not a flesh, like it's a flesh killer, but it's not something that like our flesh wants to do. That's why you see these, um, your flesh can like uh, manifest different things when you're soul winning. Like, you know, your knees can give out, you can start sweating, you can ch be choking up and like slurring your words, like you, you, you know, stutter, whatever. Like that's because like your spirit is the one that is taking over. Your spirit is the one that is, that is leading the way. And your flesh is just trying to catch up <laughs> of like, what's going on? This is not like your mind could be going like so quick. Like this isn't me. This isn't what I wanted. Like, why am I saying this? What am I doing this? Like all these things. Like there's been so many times where like I've walked past people and like before my flesh could even talk me out of it. I like our, my spirit's already like turned around and said, Hey, let me ask you guys something just randomly. Like, like I've, I've, Seen, I've seen all kinds of things happen, but it's a spiritual thing. That's why when you're in a spiritual atmosphere, you can have such a passion for ministry, such a passion for the loss, such a passion to be bold. And then when you get out of that and you get into the flesh, you're like, hmm, it's not my personality. I'm introvert, kind of shy. I don't want to do that. You know, like all these things. And, and so you have to constantly... Keep your spirit filled up. You know, you constantly be listening to podcasts, to people who are going to lift you up, to so sermons, uh, whether you have to YouTube it. Um, constantly be reading in the word of, of scriptures that are going to build you up. You know what I mean? Like your boldness. Like read Acts. Read about all about Paul and his ministry. Read all about the things that have happened um, when, when Jesus was saying, like talking about, going into all the world, like read those things. You know what I mean? Like, don't, don't hit me with no lamentations and say, Sarah, I read the word and I didn't feel stirred up to go win the loss. <laughs> like read, read those that are going to encourage you to be bold and to go out and reach the lost. Keep your, keep your spirit stirred up and understand the excuses of the flesh. And I'll, I'll end with this one. Understand the excuses of the flesh. The excuses 
of the flesh are, it's not my personality, which let me tell you, I am from not my personality town. That's my, that was like my township of, that's not my, like I have never, ever <laughs> before I, especially, you know, I don't want to say before I got saved, but before I let the Lord do a work in me, because even after I was saved, I didn't want to speak to people. Even like friends, I wouldn't look people in the eye. I wouldn't do like all these things that like, you know, my mama tried to teach me my whole life growing up, like shake your hand, look people in the eye, like all that stuff. I never did that. I never did that. I would not, you know, I was like a speak when you're spoken to and I would barely speak then. And then I, you know, so like talking to a stranger, 100% not not me. I was introvert. Like I I don't want to be around people. I don't want to talk to people. I I was 100% non-confrontational. Like I do not tell me to confront anyone. Like super passive. <laughs> like the Lord has done such a work. So I get the excuses of like, I'm introvert, I'm shy, I don't talk to people. But I also get the Lord doing a complete 180 of personalities, of, you, you know, your thought process of like, your, you know what I mean? Because it's like, I've seen him break it off of my life. So people come up to me and say like, well, I'm introvert, I don't want to do. And I'm like, you have to let the Lord do a work. And he will. Like when I surrendered it, he did a work to where it was like people didn't even recognize me. People were like, "That that's your daughter? That <laughs> Like I came out, like I'm just telling you, I came out of some stuff and people didn't even recognize me. They're like, wow, you, you're different. Wow, you talk louder now. <laughs> then I married an Italian. Let me tell you what. I didn't, I've gone to places I didn't even know, know my voice could go with loudness because, and, and the, you know, I'm, I 100% married up and I don't know if he's even listening to this. And so I'm just going to say this. I married someone with the boldness that I didn't even have and who encouraged me to always go further because he was 100% like radical and is like radical, like go up to anyone, talk to anyone, you know, soul winning or not. He just like, he just talked to people. He'd call people out. He's 100% confrontation. Like he was like every, like 100% extrovert, 100% out there. Like everything that I like grew up not, I married. And therefore now I <laughs> Because now it's a, we're going up and we are, we are. So all that to say, the excuses of the flesh. I been there. I've been there. And that's why I don't want to say they're not, you know, I don't want to say like your feelings aren't valid and, and all that stuff, because I also don't want Facebook to shut this broadcast down if I did say that. But your excuses can be overcome. Hmm? You can overcome any excuse, you know? Even, even the world understands this principle because, like, if you ever read the book Think and Grow Rich, like, your thoughts, the way you think of yourself, the way you talk about yourself, 
Like all of that like will 100% manifest. And that's how people like overcome things. It's like, it's really in the mind. If you could think of yourself as that extrovert or as that soul winner or as that preacher and you've never spoken in front of a crowd, you know, people come up to me and, and they say like, it's so like the way you think of yourself is so important. So start today. Maybe you've never won anyone to the Lord. Maybe, or maybe you're just, you know, you've kind of hid behind that realm of I'm not, I'm a shy person or whatever. Like start today and stop confessing that. You know, when, when people, after I let the Lord do a work in me, when people would say like, oh, you know, she's shy, you know, talking about me, like whether it's family or friends or people who knew me before, I'd be like, no, I'm not. And I actually took a personality test one time and it was, uh, it came out as introvert. Like I was like introvert and like, you know, kept myself and stuff. I was like, no, I'm not. I was like, something's wrong with the test. I was like, something's wrong with, with the science. I was like, something's wrong. Cause I'm not, I'm, I'm not, I'm not shy. I'm, I'm bold. I'm bold as a lion. And I would speak, and this is one of the, the scriptures when I was saying like, find a scripture and fill yourself up with scriptures. Second Timothy in verse seven, or second uh, Timothy one, seven, for God has not given us a spirit of fear and timidity, but of power, love and self-discipline. So I would, I would speak that over me like a broken record. I would like, God's not get, I would walk through places when I would, when I would, you know, be out soul winning with uh, my church or with people, um, or like when I was in school and, and all of these things, like mandatory or voluntarily, I would be speaking that like, I'm as bold as a lion. God's not giving me a spirit of fear. God's not giving me a spirit of timidity. I'm bold. Like I would just speak it. And there's so much power in your words and in your mind and in your thought process that I would like, you know how people, how people like pass a lie detector test is they convince themselves to believe that what they're lying about actually happened. And it, they can literally just say it. And like in the natural, like in the flesh, they could just like say a lie, but because they believe it, that it, it like passes, like this is literally what I would do to myself and think of it like that. Like I'm going to speak this over my life until my mind, until my flesh, until everything lines up with the word of God. I, I don't care if it, what it looks like. I don't care uh, if I, if I look shy, if I look timid, I don't care if I don't feel, feel bold or feel like, you know, I'm all the things God says I am. I'm going to speak it and convince myself. And then next thing you know, it, it manifests. And it's like, I'm as bold, like I will be leading people to the Lord at the airport. Like, I don't even care. I'm, I'm leading every Uber driver to the Lord. I'm do, you know what I mean? Like it just like manifests. I've convinced myself of this word that I am bold. And I teach other people how to do it because there's so many people who, who've told me the same things. Like I'm dealing with this and this and this. And I say word, not like word, like a word, but like get in the word, <laughs> get in the word. Because even verse eight of this, after it says, I'm not given, I'm Lord's not given me a spirit of fear. He goes on to say, so never be ashamed to tell others about our Lord. 
And don't be ashamed of me either, even though I'm in prison for him. With the strength God gives you, be ready to suffer with me for the sake of the good news. And I don't know if there's ever been a year like this last year where that has felt so real to me. Not that I, you know, but if there was ever a year people were going to prison, (laughs) to jail for the gospel, it's been this last year. And it's right there in the word. It's so relevant. Even today, it's so relevant. Like I, I, and I came to that place. I don't care if they arrest me. I don't care if they find me. I don't care if I'm not supposed to walk up to people uh, because people are scared. Like I'm not scared. I'm, I'm and I'm going to carry such a boldness that it's just going to like, as I talk to them, the fear is just going to melt off them. Like I, you know, you can, and you might not feel that because there's been plenty of times I didn't feel that way, but I knew I've already convinced myself. Like, I don't care if I feel the anointing or if I feel like I don't go by my feelings. I don't care if I feel bold. I don't care if I feel like talking to them. It's just what the Lord is. It's, it's what I've convinced myself of. And so, but this took time. This took me time to become, to find my reason, to find the one, the desire, the reason, the scripture, like all of this, it, 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 for me did not happen overnight. That doesn't mean it won't happen overnight for you because it could, if that's where your faith is at, it could, you could hundred percent go to sleep tonight Pray, Lord, let me wake up with a brand new personality when I wake up in the morning. Boom. But that's not to say that you beat yourself up and quit and quit the ministry and quit your calling and go work at Starbucks because you like walked past someone because you didn't feel like you were bold enough to lead them to the Lord. (laughs) You know, it doesn't mean that. doesn't mean you become some Starbucks barista because you feel like I missed it. I shouldn't be, I shouldn't be in ministry, you know? And there's so many avenues too. Like now is the time to be up to people. I, t- I go up to, right up to people, whether they look scared <laughs> or not. Like I'm, I'm, I'm like, hello, I'm here. Let's, let's go, let's lead you to the Lord. And, and there's so many times, like I meet people who, and I'm, I'm, you know, I said, I'm going to close with that one, but there's so many times like I meet people who all kind like whether they're they were once saved and they're backslidden. Uh, like I said, I'm atheists and they just like, you know, don't want to hear anything about it. But I I don't let that experience affect me because if I ran into someone who, you know, tried to curse at me and you know, manifest and had a demon, all this stuff, didn't want to hear what I had to say or like ran away. I've had lots of people run away from me actually. And makes me sit there like, am I, you know, cause you can be thinking all these thoughts like, oh, I kind of look psycho. <laughs> and I've had people actually talk to me like slow as if like I had a mental problem or something. And I walk away like that was weird, but I just, I don't let that, like, I don't stop because I've also had people break down in parking lots crying. I've also had people, you know, 
tell me I really needed that, you know, or I didn't, uh, you know what I mean? Like there's so many people who make up for the, all the like rough times I've, I've experienced soul winning. Like there's so many benefits of people who've come to church. We've seen, I mean, we've seen lives, families transformed from just inviting them to church from just like, there's one time my husband was, uh, speaking to someone's son in, in a shop, a car shop. He was just speaking to, and didn't know it was his son, but, and then the dad came out from the back room and said, where do you go to church? I want to go to church with you. And got saved, his dad got saved right there. Like he wasn't even talking to his dad. His dad just overheard. His dad got saved right there, started coming to church, total transformation. And we became like close with their family. I mean, there's so many lives that have been transformed and you can have that. You can pray for those kind of encounters, you know, divine encounters. I've invited people, you know, I've gone up to people who, who were already saved and I just invite them to church and then they come to church and get like radically saved. You know, you never know what someone's going through. You never know what people, you know, and, and, and death could be on the minds of people like every day. You never know what people are going through. So don't count someone out because they look saved or they look like they won't be receptive or they won't look like they've accepted. And if that's you, that you're dealing with fear or, you know, the, the spirit of fear, the excuses of the flesh of like, this is my personality. This is my ABC whatever, like, I want to pray that the same boldness that God put on me and the same way he transformed my personality, my life, my mindset, my attitude, my thought process, I'm going to pray that he puts that on you. So if you're listening to this, if you're watching on Facebook or you're listening on podcasts, I'm going to pray and do this. If you're, if you're driving, keep your eyes open. But if you're at your house um, or at your job, just put one hand on your heart and close your eyes and say this. Say, Lord, give me the boldness to reach the lost. Change me like only you can. Remind me that you have not given me the spirit of fear but of power. Cleanse me, set me free, and I will live for you all the days of my life. Amen. Now, Father, I thank you for every person who's watching and who's listening and who said that prayer. And Father, I pray right now, God, that you go where no man can go, but Father, that you penetrate the heart Lord, that you, you flood the thought process, God, that you can't, you rip out fear from them and their life. Father, that they will live as bold as lions, God, the way you've designed them to live, the way you've called them to live. I curse any anxiety, any shame, guilt, condemnation off of them, and I bind it in the name of Jesus, and I loose the spirit of boldness over them in their lives, Father, the same way that you set me free from fear and anxiety, God. 
I pray that you go and give them that same encounter, God, where it's like they they can't even talk to people. And then the next day they're, they can't shut up, God, that, that they live. They have such a desire, Father, that they can't walk past people. They can't look at people the same way anymore, Father, because they see people the way you see them and let them hear your voice, God, clear as day. Father, when you say go, when you say speak and Lord, let them say the words that you have for them to say in Jesus' mighty name. Amen. 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 I pray that becomes so real between you and God. Amen. I don't even, I had my notes on my phone, so I don't even know where we're at. Um, If anybody's even watching. Okay, there are people watching. Amen. Amen, Waynette. Justin, that's good. My husband's on. He was on. Amen. Yes, God is a way maker. Amen. I was kind of just here, just like felt like I'm just talking to myself. Because <laughs> I, um, amen. I'm glad lots of people saying they needed to hear this. And that makes me, makes me very happy. Because that means I did what the Lord said to do. And that's what I felt this morning when I woke up. The Lord speaks to me on Wednesday mornings. Tell you what. <laughs> this morning when I woke up, that's what I felt to share on. And, and listen, you know, because I mean, I recorded a whole thing. I mean, I preached this message once before. And I, and I just felt like, you know what, no one's going to get anything from this. Like, I feel like no one's. No one's dealing with it. Or like people are going to think like I don't love soul winning or people are going to think like, and then I deleted it. And the Lord said, oh, I said, girl, what you doing? Because that's how the Lord, that's how the Lord talks to me. He'd be like, what you doing? <laughs> I just say, Lord, I'm sorry. So thank you so much, everyone who joined me for Valor Hour every Wednesday, at 11 a.m. Central Time, which is actually noon Eastern time, but we're just going to pretend like it's not and everyone's just waking up and having their coffee and things like that, you know, and I'm actually going to um, give everyone who's listening, maybe you're watching on the replay. Um, if you haven't already, share this, share this with someone, share this with someone who needs to hear the, this, this message, someone who would be blessed by it. Amen. I'm going to give everyone opportunity to stand with us. We do it at the end of every broadcast because we never know who's on. Maybe this is your first time ever watching us. Maybe you don't know about us or MJV Ministries. Um, We are evangelists who train up others to to win the lost because it's one thing to win souls, but our mission is to not only win souls, but to teach and train other people. I mean, I've had, we've, we've been able to teach and train people Who've, who've gone and won people to the Lord that we would have never met otherwise. So it's, it's fruit. It's fruit. And we are glad that the Lord's called us to do that. And he's given us the tools and equipped us to do that. As well as we're partners with um, Great Ministry Feed the Hungry, Lester Summerall's ministry. And we feed, um, MJV Ministries feeds 50 kids every single day. So this morning, 
We fed 50 kids. And tomorrow morning, we're going to feed 50 kids. I think we've, we've had over 20,000 meals that we've provided. This ministry has been able to provide. And it's through, one, the Lord gracing us and, and equipping us to be able to do that. But it's also through our partners, our, our monthly partners who stand with us. You know, that goes to your account. And we're believing God to double it. And by the end of 2021, be able to feed 100 kids every single day. And that's what the Lord's put on our heart to do. Uh, he, part, he, he puts on our heart to partner with ministries. And when he does, we're, we're quick to do it. So uh, if you would like to be a part of that, if you'd like to stand with us, you can go to mjvministries.com forward slash give or mjvministries.com forward slash partner and become a monthly partner. Um, <laughs> yes, Waynette's actually uh, in the comments on Facebook. She's actually come out soul winning with us. And we've heard great testimonies. of, And she reaches people that we would never reach. You know, she reached, she's got a, a circle that we would never, we would never have. And she, she had fear broken off her life. And this, the, you know, spirit of fear broken off her life. And now she's, she's soul winning. So, you know, it's just this proof that God can, can do it. God can break fear off of people. God can train you up supernaturally to, to go out and win the lost. Amen. So we want to say thank you so much for standing with us. Thank you so much for hopping on today, joining me this Wednesday. Um, we'll be back on Friday, Friday at 11, my husband and I. And listen, if you missed last Friday's broadcast, we had a great evangelist on talking about uh, questions and answers on revival. It's really good. It's on our podcast, the MJV podcast, as well as YouTube and Facebook. Go watch that. It was Q&A on revival. That, it was good. I was getting blessed. <laughs> and I was switching. I was taking notes too. I was like, this is blessing me. So, we love you from our studio to your mobile device. We pray you have a blessed week. Set a goal. Set a goal this week to win one person to the Lord, to talk to one person. If you've never done it before, if you've done it before, set a goal to win two people. <laughs> set a goal to, to, and be intentional. Whether you have, you know, you have to take some of your free time and just drive to the gas station or to the supermarket to be around people. Be intentional. Win, win someone to the Lord. So with that, we say we love you and have a great week. If you'd like to stand with us as we preach the gospel and go after souls, you can do so by going to mjvministries.com and clicking Give Now. You can also connect with us on Instagram, Facebook, and YouTube. Just search MJV Ministries and subscribe. Thanks for listening.